Guys, guess what, though? This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Mac Weldon. That's not Mac like we talk about with a C. It's Mac with a K, M-A-C-K-Weldon.com. It's better than whatever the hell you've got on right now under your clothes. Mac Weldon believes But in... I have Mac Weldon on right now <laughs> under my clothes. You just blew my mind. So do I. And I <laughs> true story, I'm going on a flight after we finish recording this episode. And uh, when I saw I had to pack my suitcase, I was like, well, let me do laundry because I'm not packing anything that's not Mac Weldon for the boxers. Like all, all I had was Target. And I was like, nope. Don't wear that. Going to have to do laundry so I can wear the Mac Weldons. But you barely have to laundry. You know why, John? I do. Antimicrobial. Exactly. <laughs> so you could just wear it and wear it, I guess, if you're if that's how you want to be. <laughs> but Mac Weld, antimicrobial, by the way, if you're not in the know, means it eliminates odor. But um, Mac Weldon uh, makes underwear, T-shirts, socks. They have a great website at MacWeldon.com. They want you to be comfortable. So if you order a pair of boxers and you're like, I don't like it, first of all, you're crazy. But second of all, they're going to yeah. refund you, no questions asked. Not only do their underwear, socks, and T-shirts you know, look great, they feel great. I, there's a reason I always want those shirts and boxers and stuff out of the piles because they feel and look awesome. Um, and I'm, I'm really, I'm a big fan. Were they not a podcast advertiser who, who paid me to say it, I would still tell you Mac Weldon is awesome. So right now. Go to MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Get 20% off. None of this 10% off bullshit that other people are doing. 20% off with promo code REBOUND. So don't forget, MacWeldon.com, promo code REBOUND. It's really good stuff. I'm not lying. Is there any technology this week? There's very little technology this week. Does anyone have any technology? Is it the show? This is... <laughs> we'll just talk about call recorder updates. Hey, hey, call recorder update this week, you guys. Recording. Yeah. Yeah. You guys get that you guys get a load call recorder of, update? Get a load of that call recorder update? Yeah. Man, they're recording the hell out of those calls. <laughs> that is the stuff. 4.0.25, right? I mean, even if you don't want that no call recorded, it it's recorded. <laughs> I believe that one squashes some bugs, if I'm not mistaken. Nope. Nope. You're thinking of uh, 4.024. Ooh, yeah, that was a good one. That was one of my favorites. Uh, nothing like the heyday of 3.39, though. Oh, God, those, those were the were days. Sweet. Those were sweet days. Do you ever, do you have do you have um do you have nostalgia for old uh, releases? I have nostalgia for old apps. I miss PageMaker every day. Is that mm. true? Mm. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I Aldous can see that. PageMaker from that. I can see oh, that. Okay, not yeah. the later version posted the Adobe PageMaker version. No, not not when it was. But like we, so in high school. If you remember high school, mm. uh, the, the I newspaper, remember it, I remember it differently. <laughs> the newspaper of the Y missing Spartans was called the Chariot, and um, <laughs> Mr. Eames, who was the Latin teacher, uh, did all the layout by hand. Like they would cut out <laughs> articles and tape them to paper, and then send it to the printer. Was this and, literally in Rome? <laughs> yeah. And when I was in ninth grade, I said, "Hey, why don't we use computers? You dummy." And he was like, that'll be terrible. And I knew nothing of PageMaker. My only experience with PageMaker was the pirated copy at my nerdy summer camp. <laughs> he had you crucified. And uh, Lex Ben-Hur. It, uh, <laughs> it was like two months before I realized that there was a way that when you 
you know, chunked, I don't know the right terms, when you chunked an article so you could, you know, jump it to another page or whatever, that there was a way to keep the two text box con- text boxes connected. Like that was the whole mm-hmm. point that they could be connected and flow to each other. So for a long time I was doing that by hand instead, mm-hmm. but man, I fell in love with page. Once I really understood it, I really fell in love with PageMaker, and I, I miss it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's, any, if there's ever anything that good. And then the professor, the, t- the teacher said, you truly are the king of kings. <laughs> he, he stepped down. <laughs> when, when I got to 10th grade, he's like, I'm done. We need a new advisor. Lex, you need to teach the class now. Yeah. Oh, that was an after-school activity. There oh. was no class. Come Lex, on. you need to run the after-school activity now. Uh, man. Um, I think I, I, I remember my earliest word processing experiences with MacWrite 2. That was Ooh. way back when. That was the precursor to... Um, Nerd. Claris Works, yeah. which in itself then became Apple Works, which then I did, died I like in a flame and fire. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Claris Works. Uh, I used that for many a year, um, but I, I had, I think, in fact, I think I still have some Claris Works files floating around. Oh, me too. No question. Yeah. Sure you do. Uh, tip. Good, good luck opening those. You can open them with pages. Oh my God, really? Yes. It's kind of nutty, but like, they had, wow. nobody will tell you that, but I'm here to tell you the <laughs> truth. Are you sure? I felt like secret. I, I, I oh, don't totally. think that was accurate. Are you? You're positive. Well, at least it was up until you know what. I haven't tried it with some of the newer releases of Pages, but it was definitely it was definitely I'm check possible. Right because I got tons. All of my college stuff is in is in Classworks. So I'm going to give you. A you're going to fact update. check me right now. Is that what you're doing? I, I, well, no. I'm I'm excited. If you're right, I want to know about it. Uh, I'm looking to see if I've got one actually on this computer, which I don't. <laughs> Come in. Well, some, somebody, <laughs> is that how you open them? <laughs> yeah, I'm so mad that my computer won't open it. That's that's the sound of me slamming my computer. Uh, you got some work John going Maltz on was there. A little late. There is a little work happening in the house. This is a quiet day. They told me. They said we're not going to make much noise today. And I said, good. I have to record today. And I think they were fucking with me. Uh, Are they still jack- right jackhammering? The jackhammering is done. The, today it's like uh, plumbing. Which is why there's no heat or water in my house. Oh, nice. Right, I'm going to see if I can open up a paper from my anthropology of gender class. <laughs> right, Man, you, so, you have, you have uh, that kind of access to that? Uh, that I am, uh, I'm testing this right now, and I'm going to tell you that I am, as of the latest one, like the, the rewrite they did, it does not work. However... Uh-huh. If you open if you happen to have a version of the old one, which I do, which is pages I think 09, that mm-hmm. will still open it. Yeah. Wow. Um but the the most recent rewrite where they tried to standardize everything on all the platforms is no longer able to open Claris Works files, which is a bummer. I'm sorry, Lex. But if you have uh, if okay. you have a copy of iWork09 sitting around, pages 09 will open it just fine. Mm. Mm. So, so you miss Mac Wright and Claris work, Stan? That's what you're telling me. I, among others, yeah. But those, that's kind of my earliest experiences. I remember writing like you know stories and stuff. Like when I first got my old Mac LC, like that's I just you know flipped yeah. open those Man. word processor and started. That typing. is bringing back memories because for me, I, yeah. I mean, I was I was always a Mac guy. I was always a Nintendo guy versus the other consoles, and then I was a Word Perfect guy. And that's yep. the that's I was the system. That, I, that's the one I was going to mention. Actually, yeah, I hung um, my coat on that one. It did not work out <laughs> because um, yeah, no. Uh, 
because Word was pretty good up until Word 5, and then when Word 6 came out, it completely shit the bed. And a lot of people flipped to something else, usually to WordPerfect, and then and then that fizzled and died. <laughs> a slow, disgusting. Was that was that? Did Novell buy that eventually? Yeah, because I believe I had a Novell yeah. WordPerfect umbrella that I got at like a trade show. And then what? did it? What was the Canadian company that made the like the the competitor to Photoshop? Um. Was it not Aldous, right? No. No, there's the... Oh, man. This is, Word Perfe- this, oh, this, WordPerfect was owned by Corel. Corel. Right, yeah, Corel. That's, yeah. What, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it was a competitor to... Um, yeah, Novell the, the bought vector, it. The, whatever the vector one was, not... not yeah, Novell bought it in 90... Novell bought WordPerfect in 94 and then sold it to Corel in 96. Yeah. Because they were like, our names are similar enough. This feels like it's not <laughs> yeah. really changing much. Well, apparently they sold it for a big loss, too, to Corel. Uh, now, how come there was a time, especially like pre-Mac days, because I think it was even bigger in the Apple days, but how come everybody wanted to print their own cards with uh, the print shop or print shop pro or whatever the hell mm-hmm. called it by the end? But then like you got to a few years later and people were like, nah, we're just going to buy cards again. Like nobody's printing their cards at home except for my late aunt, and she doesn't print them anymore either. She's always late to things. Like a <laughs> what, Sorry, what, car, what cards are you talking about? Well, like, like greeting cards, like, like birthday greeting cards, cards and stuff. Yeah, oh, really? You, you yeah. remember the print shop? Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a period there where it was like, oh yeah, design yeah. your own cards. But right. I feel like, I mean, basically, we went back to the bifold approach of either you're going to go buy your greeting cards in a store, or be you're like a uh, you know like an eight year old well, who's just going to draw cards with crayons. Right. right. Well, I think everybody learned that printing is is horrible, and yeah. <laughs> nobody ever wants to do printing do you guys print they can, do you print your own photos do you, do you ever print photos i used to i don't do it anymore <laughs> not since the I, I, would, I would rather i would rather cut a toe off than print i would rather cut a toe off than print printing is horrible and it is they horrible, never, i agree it's like the companies don't care they don't they never they would rather get you to buy a new printer so they never update their drivers they want to you know, screw you on the ink cartridges, and then half the time the stupid printer just doesn't doesn't even work for whatever reason. I'm so, still pretty mad that Apple never opened up AirPrint the way they said. <laughs> like they said that all printers that were on Wi-Fi would be AirPrintable one day, and that never happened. I'm still bitter. I'm really sorry about that. The uh, the I honestly, for me, the the rare occasions where I need to uh, print photos, I go to like the drugstore. Like with a USB drive, that's what we do. It's Walgreens. so much cheaper. Like it's like I can print like a dozen photos for like a couple bucks. Yeah, I mean, there's there is really no point for me to ever own a photo printer, as far as I can tell. And they have to take care of it, yeah, just, right? Like <laughs> it's very nice. Like it's their. Yeah, we have a actually we have a little photo printer okay. that my wife uses occasionally, a little Canon, um, and it you know all it does is print in that um, oh that four format, by six. Like four by six, yeah, that yeah. four by six, yeah, and it's and it does it in the you know that cr- the craziest way possible, where it goes back and forth in and out of the printer like three times because it does. Because it does mm. red, blue, green, mm. or whatever, mm. whatever, whichever. I mean, however it does it, but it like it it sucks the the actual picture through the printer process three times, um, and it actually oh, it wow. actually works fairly well. But you have to. I mean, you're. <laughs> I don't know. It's more like you're developing film than you're actually printing anything. But it's it's such a specific <laughs> purpose. Then it's like a, such a specific purpose device as opposed to like mm-hmm. a general purpose device. It's like it's right. like those. Uh, 
It's like those toasters you can buy that just toast hot dogs and hot dog buns. It's like, man, sometimes I want to toast other things. <laughs> like sometimes I want to print other stuff. I mean, that, and that's why when I, you know, my parents were there, they had like a big multifunction, you know, printer sling and it, it died. And so they were looking for a new printer. And I was, unfortunately, I did not manage to convince them, but I was pushing them hard towards the, uh, like a, just a black and white laser. It's like, guys, yeah, you just print so much more text yeah. than you do pictures. That's the only, that is the only kind of, Writer 300. Yeah, that is the only kind of printer that I think is worth owning, frankly, because I have I've got like a I've got an HP six MP or something that you know that I've had for like ten years or something, um, and it, w- it still works fine. And it you know just like <laughs> you know I, c- I occasionally very like every few years because I don't print very much I have to replace the cartridge. Um, so yeah i i I consider you know i i've always loved the idea of the the color lasers and they've come down a lot compared to what they used to cost but they still don't i mean it's so rare it's like a couple hundred bucks now right i mean it's not that much yeah but it's still so rare that i ever need to print anything in color yeah (laughs) like where that's a make or break thing Right. That I can't just go to, you know, Staples or whatever, Kinko's for like the, the like five times in the last five years I've needed to print something in color. Yeah. And it'll be and way I feel, cheaper. I feel like Steve Jobs had this idea when the iPad came out that he wanted to kill printing. Instead, printing like that was him. part of the yeah, yeah like, that was part Sorry, of the Steve. yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> that was part of his like his ultimate vision for like people would carry around tablets instead of actually i mean it's things. true have you not watched any star trek shows ever yeah right <laughs> they just right. have like dozens of tablets that they hand around yeah. every day well like i i was willing to overlook this air print anger of mine for a long time <laughs> lex is still on a parallel train here. yeah i'm so mad no but no it was, it was speaking of tablets though because like with the ipad pro the fact that i can't print to the printers in my house was baloney and then somebody pointed out every printer vendor that Apple doesn't automatically support wireless printing for from iOS makes their own apps. So now, yeah. now I can run the iPad Pro by like generate a PDF, send the PDF to the printing app, and now the printing app can print. And uh, it's better well, than I nothing, mean, why not? You, still, Printopia, for example, doesn't doesn't do it for you. I don't. But the whole point is, I'm using an iPad Pro. I don't want to have to have a Mac. Okay, running. that's fair. That's fair. I, I don't have a Mac gotcha. running full time. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see that being a problem. I I guess I would assume that you know. Is that Apple's fault or just they couldn't convince the vendors? Uh, Apple said when they first unveiled AirPrint that they that they were going to allow other, you know, gener- like they were going to allow general wireless printing as well. But there is no standardized format for it is the thing, right? Like there is no standardized protocol for wireless printing. Every company has its own thing. Right. But I mean, Apple can print to these wireless printers. And like the iPad can print to these wireless printers. Like a- Apple, like a Mac can say, "Hey, I'll find." Oh, because they're just using like Wi-Fi printer. or something. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. The iPad could do it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, that's true. That that does kind of suck. Tim Cook, you want to take up the mantle that Steve Jobs couldn't even beat wireless printing? Yeah, my my wife has a. She bought one for her work. She's got a wireless um, color printer, and um, every once in a while, my son will get. <laughs> on his ipad and like i think i'll print 50 copies of this <laughs> no we only needed 49 i think the 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 application that everybody seems to mention when you talk about nostalgia is um say you know, hyper, like, you know, hypercard lost, hypercard 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 thank you yes oh, oh, i knew <laughs> it. it was like what it. the heck was i gonna say hypercard yeah i liked hypercard i built a lot yeah. of crap in hypercard 
Yeah. I built a cool like a uh, dungeon crawl thing in Hypercard that I really enjoyed making. Nice. That was super fun. Like I and it's true like there is it it was clever and engaging in a way that you know was very much of that era like the way that you learn to program or learn to muck around with stuff because that was well before i could like even write a lick of code like you could like drag stuff around and Mm -hmm. you know all the the whole like drag and drop and uh you know graphical user interface for like setting up stuff and then if you decided to like oh man i wonder if i can make this like a button that does something else and you started looking at like the hyper talk scripting stuff and it turned out like oh my god look at all this cool stuff i can do um i don't know i just really i really enjoyed that i was not by any means like super hardcore programmer uh but it was just as a you know 10 year old or 12 year old or whatever like that was just super damn cool it doesn't seem like there's anything that really captures that yeah i mean for years what was it super card wasn't that the yeah. uh the, the sort of spin-off so, so, right mm-hmm. um i think it's Still, but nobody I think it. it still exists. <laughs> the thing that for me with HyperCard was because I loved it too, but I used HyperCard to make things and then never use yeah. it. Like I made a really <laughs> great thing for Rolodex management, but never used it. Like all I wanted to do was work on the HyperCard stack and not oh, sure. care about the actual yeah. data. Going well, in. I mean, it's like I've been trying to find, you know, speaking of apps that you miss, uh, I had been trying to find a replacement for Bento, the like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, easy yeah. database app, and there really right. isn't a good one. Um, there are a couple different things out there, and I've played around with everything. Because when I started setting up like sort of freelance accounting stuff, I was like, "Well, I can use a spreadsheet, but what I really want is like a little relational database that I can like just very simple that I can run." And Bento would have been perfect for that sort of thing, but there really isn't anything that has the capabilities it had. And it was not like it was not a crazy app. Like I don't want to have to use FileMaker because <laughs> it's expensive and. And it's huge and it does all this crap that I don't need. Um, and so I, I've looked at a couple options. I know there's one called uh, Records, um, which is okay, except last time I looked, it didn't even have like relational tables. And I was very confused by that. What about, have you looked at Airtable? Yeah, I didn't want, the biggest thing was I didn't want one that was like cloud based. I wanted an yeah. app um, because yeah. I wanted to maintain my own copies of this and not have it in the cloud. Um, and there's, you know, there are decent, uh, cloud-based alternatives, it looks like, but I really, I don't know. I was looking for an app and I was just so upset that there wasn't an app of yeah. this kind for some reason. And it's, it strikes me as mind boggling because this used to be like the database app used to be a standby, right? Like you had your word processors, you had your spreadsheets, you had, you know, your drawing program, you had your database. And like the database side of things is basically just become relegated to sort of professional level and you can't really well, you, creating, yeah, creating your own, right? Right. Because, if you're like um, a, the, the, the so-called prosumer market, right? Like if you're sort of in between somebody who is either the apps are so powerful that they are overkill, like FileMaker, or they're very specific, like you, you could look at something even like a delicious library and consider that sort of a database app. Right. But it's for right. a specific purpose. And it's like, yeah. I can't just generalize that. Well, that's what I mean. It seems like what has happened is these little apps have come up that replace whatever need you had in the first place. Right. Um, but yeah, but if you have something that isn't captured or isn't captured well by that, or you just like doing it yourself because sometimes you have a, like a quirk about it that none of the apps satisfied. Right, nothing quite fits was the problem I ran into. Like I started playing around with a bunch of different apps and trying to see if I could model out what I wanted to do. And 
for one reason or another, each of them would not quite let me do what I wanted to do, which, you know, I almost got to the point of like, maybe I'll just build, like I used to be a database programmer. Maybe I'll just make uh, my own MySQL database. And I was like, oh God, but I don't, all the apps for dealing with that suck. Nerd. Yeah, right. right. I want to be a nerd, Lex. Then you're going to build a front end. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, I've done that. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, Lex and I are in the same boat on that. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I, it's, so I do get sad. Like Bento is a pretty recent, uh, you know, acquisition or, um, casualty, I guess. Right. It right, only died right. a couple of years ago. Well, I think less, I think in the past year. Not, was it that yeah, recent? I think it's like, yeah, it was de facto did before that, but it lingered, lingered right. on for a while. 2013. It just, it doesn't it seem effectively like, last it <laughs> um, it seems like those th- those things come up every once in a while. At least they used to come up every once in a while. Like here's a little database program, and then they all die eventually. Yeah, yeah. Must not just there's obviously not just not enough actual <laughs> right. need for it. Because people who really need it need to do what Dan said, right? If you, once you really really need it, for most people, you're like, well, okay, I need to build my own thing. Like you can't make a, uh, an every tool. <laughs> there there is no Swiss Army knife for anything. That's the problem. <laughs> what about a Swiss Army knife? Well, yeah, except for the actual. Oh, you Swiss just blew my mind. <laughs> Well, this has been a fun trip down nostalgia lane. <laughs> have uh, have either of you guys run into error thirty fifty three? Is that like order sixty six? <laughs> Did you get your, yeah order sixty six uh, area fifty one and error fifty three? Uh, no, because yeah. I haven't. Despite my best efforts, I have not broken my iPhone in a way that needs to be mm-hmm. fixed. Despite throwing it in, in, the, snow. in the snow, I didn't throw it. It fell out of my pocket when I tripped and fell it's in the not, snow. It's not how your phone tells it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um yeah i'm i don't know this is this is a classic apple thing it's a classic apple thing which is the let's design something with the best interests of our users but let's be a little over aggressive about it and not really tell anybody (laughs) about it (laughs) right and then when people ask just like yeah the cryptic error message i was no i was amused because i think john gruber pointed out like oh this is a terrible idea just throw up this error message and i wanted to go dig up like an old you remember the old classic mac os bombs like yeah yeah, that's the same thing it's the same thing it's like error 12 and like restart that's pretty much all you can do right like apple's never been great at that like Unex- apps that unexpectedly quit <laughs> right like yeah the error messages have never been their strong suit not to say that they're particularly great from any other software vendor um but you know i think the problem is that apple's gotten us to the point of expecting better so yeah well I, uh, the thing is i don't know that there's any i mean i think there's you know a millimeter less controversy or complaining about it if the error said this iPhone can't be used because we're, we've detected tampering with the Touch ID sensor. Right? Like, I, I don't feel like the context or the, the content of the error is really the problem here. It's people complaining they didn't know it was going to happen in the first place, right? Right. And so, yeah. well, well, hold on. But here's the thing. It's not that even that it's... So here's the weird part, right? Like, the fact that the Touch ID sensor has been replaced, fine. Okay, disable Touch ID and Apple Pay. But what other people were saying was that it bricks the phone. And so After, I'm not clear... Uh, yeah. If you are, is is it render the phone totally unusable or you just can't use Touch ID? Because if it renders the phone totally unusable. Apparently it's totally unusable. Yeah, see, that's a problem, right? Like, because if your Touch ID, let's put it this way. If your Touch ID sensor is broken, like, you can still enter your passcode, right? Now it's an annoyance. And maybe at least then you could take it into the Apple store and be like, look, 
I got the passcode for the phone. I just can't use Touch ID. I can prove who I am, that this is my phone, etc. Like, I'll, yeah. Except know. I don't know what else is in that secure enclave. So there's like that. It breaks the connection when you have something repaired by a third party. They break the connection between the Touch ID sensor and that secure sure. software and it's enclave. Not, it's not if you have anything repaired. It's like if you have something repaired where they muck around with the Touch yeah, ID if sensor. They, yeah, but but they might yeah. accident. You know, they might like take the whole thing apart to put it back together again. I mean, you know, it, it could actually happen if you have the screen replaced. Right, but if you just put in the same piece again, that should not trigger it. Is my understanding? It's, I don't know if that's true. Because I thought it was authenticating based on the internal identification. Yeah, but it's. Of but it. it's uh, I'm not sure if it's that or if it's like a session, like a like a connection. If they, session it, or if something. you can lose it just by taking your iPhone apart, that's dumb. Like I understand the point of trying to protect someone from swapping in a compromised Touch ID sensor. But they and giving don't. But the access. problem is they don't. They don't want it. They don't want somebody putting something in the middle. Right, but it's it's so basically so what occurred the closest analogy I can think of is HDCP, which is the the copy protection protocol in HDMI. So if you've ever tried to plug in a device like in the middle of like your HDMI connection and like record something, um, and that device is not authorized, it will just fail. Like there's basically just a a flag that gets triggered, and it's like, nope, I don't recognize that device. And if you unplug that device, and your name and your name gets sent to the recording industry. Yeah. <laughs> and if you unplug that device and plug in, you know, just restore the original connection, it works fine. They're just trying to prevent you from like siphoning off and like recording pristine digital content. Doesn't matter. There's a yeah, hundred other ways around that. But like, yeah, okay, maybe that's but less that's concerning. their yeah, that's their. Con- I mean, that's a different situation. But right. it's. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm comparing the way it works you're right that it's a different situation in terms of the data involved but like an authenticated chain should be authenticated no matter like if you stick something in the middle of that you should still be able to remove the thing in the middle connect the original two components and be like okay we're back we're good like that's the that's where i'm curious like i don't know enough about yeah right right we don't we don't know enough about it but there's but there's a lot of i don't know the idea that it bricks your entire device it does suck right like and and there's no apple the security aspect of it might be good but the the messaging is so bad that there's all it looks like you know externally is we don't want you to get your phone fixed anywhere else Right. I mean, and the people who hate Apple are yeah. going to hate Apple yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. And the people who defend Apple are going to defend Apple for this. And like, I get it. And it's the thing that to me, Apple does wrong here is like uh, Glenn Fleischman of all people made the, a good point, which I hate. And I know he'll be so excited <laughs> to hear say, but it, it, like if Apple had said in some document ahead of time, right? Like if they didn't wait until people started complaining about it to say, Hey, if you muck about with this, or if you do things that are, you know, unauthorized service, then this is a potential thing that can happen. It, th- then they look better to begin with. But like what they haven't, they gave statements to some of the Apple tech press, whoever those people are. <laughs> but what I feel like they should do is they have to get in front of the story in a different way. Like, you know, have a little note on their website. It has to be authored by Tim Cook. It just has to be something somewhere that says, here's what this, here's why this is happening. And here's, you know, mm-hmm. how to make sure it doesn't happen to you. Like, don't panic. We're not the dicks that you're hearing right, that we right. are. Right. Well, so they, I don't know why. Yeah, they I mean, it. that is definitely an issue, but I also curious, like, so it's someone was talking about the latest operating system. So this is either as of iOS nine, I guess. So stuff might work fine if you hadn't already updated to iOS nine, but iOS nine actually like sort of well, enabled that, that, that was, Yeah, that was kind of a weird thing. Like it seemed like the software update broke it. 
as opposed to right. the fact that just like putting it back together broke it. Well, I, I, that's unclear, right? Because it's the question is, was it repaired while using iOS 8 and then the person updated to iOS 9 and then it wouldn't work? Well, I think it was an update in within, I, I mean, like just an, another iOS 9 update. From and again, my, it's, like to, it's really hard to tell because the information on this actually seems yeah. pretty sketchy. Like, right, the, right. The, I'm reading one of the original stories. And it says just like the problem only comes to light when the latest version of Apple's iPhone software, iOS nine, is installed. Uh, yeah, so who yeah. the hell knows? But and then like and then you know Guardian quotes like they they just go to a forum and pull some pull a quote from someone in a forum. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. This person, not sure if it's male or female, had this problem. Like, <laughs> right? I mean, like the problem seemed to originally come up where a guy who's like a freelance photographer who was covering war zones, you know, right. dropped his phone and it was like, well. I got it fixed. There's no Apple stores here. Uh, and so, yeah, there you go. But then it has problems. You know, I don't know. It's, I think disabling the entire phone is problematic for me, as I said, because I feel like if Touch ID is supposed to be an alternative to entering your passcode, and it's definitely more convenient, if you still know your passcode, you should still be able to get access to your stuff. <laughs> right. Like a phone that doesn't have Touch ID could still be Exactly. Used. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's absolutely So true. There, there are some implementation problems here. Yeah, there's definitely that. Um, and definitely some messaging problems and definitely like ar- like obscure arcane error messages is just a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> now, John Moltz, are you I'm, – I'm, I'm segueing us a little bit. Are you super – by which I mean talking about something totally oh, – Please, please, chomping please. Or champing at the bit, whichever it is, to get a new four-inch iPhone? I am quite interested. I am quite interested. Um, you going to be first in line? I don't know yet. I want to see it first. No, you may what, not. What the, yeah, I know. Yeah, you may right. only I'm get in line. To, I know I'm supposed to have an opinion, like a, a rock solid opinion on this right now. However, I actually want to see. I mean, I don't care that much about the camera because I've said this previously, but like I feel like my ability, you know, the cameras have already surpassed my ability to take a good picture, like, you know, as of the iPhone 4. So I'm really unconcerned about the quality of the camera. Um, I uh, live photos. I'm not even sure I care about that uh force or 3d touch i've kind of gotten used to so if there's no 3d touch that's a consideration although i still don't have it on my ipad but um the smaller size and that you know that that old form factor mm, boy howdy (laughs) (laughs) so i uh, i am definitely giving it some thought the thing the thing that's weird though is i mean i just got a, a 6s so it seems like i just got it and I'll tell you, my concern is all the people like you and me who gave up and said, okay, we'll get the six, the iPhone six or six S and we'll, we'll forego our desire to keep a four inch screen that now it's going to feel hard to go back. Like I still prefer the form factor, but I feel like the screen display size is just going to feel too annoyingly small. No, not for me. I will be, okay. I will be much happier with the smaller phone. I am not concerned. I'm not, I am not guy. concerned. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a large handed man at all. No. <laughs> Let's 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 put let's put it a little bit more favorably favorably for me. You so. have you have small childlike hands. <laughs> I'm a carny. <laughs> That's all I wanted to know. Well, I, I'm glad we have this recorded so that when John eventually goes into the stores, like, <laughs> wait, we're supposed to be recording? Uh oh, I don't really want a small iPhone. Here anymore. we go again. <laughs> recording. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, wait. So not neither of you. Is interested in the? Uh, I'm not interested in taking. I'm, interested. I'm not interested in taking a step back. Spec wise is my point. Like uh, well, maybe I'm not super interested in that, but yeah, <laughs> I, I am. I am. 
I can't wait till they have a flip phone. I, I would use a sweet Apple flip phone, provided it was actually like a futuristic, awesome flip phone with like a flexible yeah. screen. Yeah. yeah. Bring me that. that. I want that. That would be, that would be pretty cool. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I like, you know, it's, I think I'm the, I'm the man of your fears, Lex. Uh, I've gotten used to the larger form factor. And there are things I still don't like about it. I definitely find it unwieldy at times. People are always telling me that. <laughs> the man of your fears is the opposite of the man of your dreams is basically how that works. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. Like I would, again, like, like John, I would have to see it. John and I will go see it together. And John will get one. And I <laughs> we'll will fly say, to the middle of the mall of America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the only fair thing to do. <laughs> Here we are at the Mall of America. There's not even an Apple store here. <laughs> now, did you guys see, because I, I like Mr. Maltz, I wouldn't want to give up 3D Touch, even though I, I really only use it for one thing. I use it for two things. I use 3D Touch for um, 3D touching app icons when I'm bored on my iPhone screen. Right, see, which yeah, see which ones actually do something. Don't. I don't think that is yeah. a use. And the other thing I do is, you know, the cursor navigation, which I find super helpful. You guys do I don't know. Right? I use, I've heard people talk. I don't even know what this is. You okay? So you have your six S there. Yeah, he's gonna blow your mind, right. John. <laughs> so, well, here's the thing: is like some people had a lot of trouble getting it to work, and I Marco Arment recently retweeted a tweet of mine that explains how to make it always work, and so now people. I have love problems me. with it being a little too finicky, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. But so go into a note that has some text in there, yeah, John. I am. I am. Listeners, I'm you can play along at home. <laughs> And you've got your cursor there. The keyboards come up. Yep. You, you put your thumb on the keyboard, 3D touch on that sucker, and start moving your finger around like it's a trackpad. And you can move oh! the cursor. Whoa. You just blew wow. John's mind. Now, okay, so now iPad, I don't Lex, want to go tell back. him what he's won. Now I definitely don't want to go back. On an iPad running iOS 9, you can also do that on the keyboard with two fingers. Instead See, of I actually touch. like it better on the <laughs> iPad. Like, I find yeah, it more reliable. I, I'm, right. I'm less likely to use it. On the iPhone, I do use it. I use it on the iPhone all the time. I do use the iPhone, but I find that I still overshoot. Like, I miss. Yeah, what I have found is that when I let go, it likes to jump one character forward and backward. It's like, why did I bother? If you're not going to go to exactly the place I was. Well, because then I still want like a cursor key to just move one or like one left or right. What I have decided is, what I've concluded is, (laughs) once you're that close, it's okay if you just have to delete and retype. Like, it's still better than it was. It's just your brain is not ready to do it. But anyway, if if listeners are having trouble with 3D touching for cursor navigation, because some people Lex do, will come to your house. The trick is <laughs> if you push down on the character and on the keyboard, and it's like popping up other keyboard alternatives for that letter or whatever, it's not noticing your 3D touching. Lift your thumb a little bit, not all the way off the screen, just a little bit up, maintaining the barest contact with the screen, and then push down again, and then your phone's like, "Oh, I get what you're after now." It's, it's a similar it's a similar problem you. I have with occasionally trying to flick up to get Control Center in an app. It'll just start like typing random letters instead because I haven't quite got that gesture right. This will blow my wife's mind. She will like she will just be like, I can't believe you didn't know this, man. This is why I got the idea. Yeah, this is three D touch one hundred one. Man, this is literally the only useful feature of three D touch. Well, yeah, the one other place that I use it. So I use it in um, Tweetbot a lot, which I've mentioned before. But the other place that I found that I use it is um, for One Password because uh, (laughs) I found in One Password like. If you 3D touch the icon, it'll give you the option to create a new entry. And I, I've yet to figure out in the app, actually, where you create a new entry. As far as I know, that's the only way to create a new entry is to 3D touch on the icon. Wow. 
Mm, so. You might want to check the manual on that one. Yeah, I know. I'm, 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 I'm using it wrong. But, you know, but now I have a way. And where there's a John. <laughs> I just, yeah, didn't really think that one through. Sorry. No, you really didn't. <laughs> where there's a John, go on. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> uh, uh, I am nostalgic for all this old technology right oh, now. Oh, like, like 2D Touch? That's You really like that one? <laughs> yeah. What's with all these I remember, extra I remember 1D. Man, we had 1D Touch in my day. That was enough. I just keep thinking about the uh, personal LaserWriter 300 LS, which was like the greatest printer I ever had. I could not. I had a style writer. Yeah, the the inkjet one. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I could plug. You could plug that into a Newton and just print right from your Newton. Wow. The style writer. I remember that being the thing to get at the time. It was new, I think, when we got it because the previous options had been the laser writer or the image writer. Uh, which the image writer you remember you might remember from such works as. Yeah. So those were lame. <laughs> that, that's uh, that, that was what was okay, never mind try again i'm just gonna cool. give up no i'm not gonna <laughs> just that the moment's gone